Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in Rogers Place at Ice District, and it's an ice box up in the broadcast location. The Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks to close out the regular season tonight. No Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They are uh, being held out for tonight's game, and we are going to go to the Ashley Fine Floors text line, and this one comes to us from Steve. He says, Bob, rumor has it you're held out. A healthy scratch for tonight's call. Can you either confirm or deny this? Uh, Steve, come on, man. Can't be that fortunate. All right, uh, let's do this. Uh, it is 12.35 in Edmonton. We will tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris, Chris Steakhouse. That's Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. It's the place to go for Mother's Day, except we're going to be out of town for Mother's Day. So we're going to make Mother's Day a week earlier in the Stauffer household as we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and go to Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbo chargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Hey, Louis, how you doing? Doing well today, Bob. How you doing, bud? Good. Well, let me ask you. It's February 10th. The Oilers are six points out of a playoff spot in the Pacific Division. They're fifth. They do have a couple games in hand on the teams ahead of them. Did you see Jay Woodcroft going 25-9-3 with this group and uh, and being in a position where they'd have the luxury to not have to play Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in the last game of the year? No. I mean, I didn't have a crystal ball, so I couldn't see that. But, I, you know, I mean, it's been a pretty remarkable season when you look at it in its entirety and what the the team has done both at the start of the year going through the adversity they went through through a coaching change and then the end of the season that this team had to have to stay in the position they're in right now and and seal not only home ice in the first round but a, a playoff position as well uh, you know they had to play that well, Bob, because the teams that they were fighting against for those positions played almost as well, which is just remarkable to me. It was a real tight race down to the final last two games, um, the second last game, before it was really ultimately decided the eight in the West. The East was decided a long time ago. It was just positioning, but the West just, and we kind of felt that with the way the season went and the parity of the teams, that it was going to go right down to the wire, and it certainly did, but um, hats off to Edmonton with the 
the way they've been able to battle through that adversity uh, through a coaching change, what Jay and Dave and the new coaching staff has kind of implemented and put forth, uh, they played their best hockey when it mattered the most. And I think that's just a sign of a team that's taking another step in their evolution and their development and uh, looking forward to seeing what they can do in the postseason. All right. Since Jay Woodcroft has become the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Edmonton, as we mentioned, 25-9-3. So back on February the 10th, that's a 7-16 winning percentage. That is the third best winning percentage in the National Hockey League. Leading the way. The Florida Panthers at 779. The Calgary Flames at 750. Calgary has gone 26, 7, and 5 since uh, Jay Woodcroft's become the head coach. Um, and then the Oilers are at 716. And Jake DeBrusque and the Boston Bruins are sitting there with St. Louis, the team that they lost to in the Stanley Cup final. Sorry, Louie. Uh, back in 2019 uh, at 703. So you've watched because we know you're watching the Bruins play, and Jake's had a great run here himself. The, the two teams you watch the most, Edmonton and Boston, they're playing pretty good hockey. Are there similarities in how they're getting it done? Yes, I would say there are similarities. And the biggest similarity, I think, would be um, total buy-in. You know, I, I just think, you know, the Bruins, you know, from watching them since Jake's been a Bruin, that's kind of been the identity of that team. And I think if you ask anybody why the Bruins are hard to play, they're a stingy defensive team. They commit to the system. They grind you out. They're patient. Um, they play the same way night in, night out. You know, those are the things that people would say about the Boston Bruins, and I agree with that. And they're getting depth in their scoring. They're getting timely and depth scoring from different people throughout their lineup. And they have that depth. I just, now I look over over to the Evans Oilers, and that's the biggest thing. You heard Ryan Nugent Hopkins talk about it yesterday. And the biggest difference for him in 2017 going to the playoffs to now, he just said, listen, we're deeper. We're a different team. You know, we, we can roll lines and we come at you in ways. And when I look at the Oilers and their success they've had down the stretch here, especially in the last 25 games, to me, that is the biggest difference. The biggest difference is they're rolling lines out at you as the opposition. You're looking over going, you know, they're, they're hard to handle. And they come at you in waves and they work off the cycle and they can really push you back and build on momentum but they're also committing to the details and I think Jay Woodcroft has said it best you know in his presser is he you know you can only do so much as a coach you can set that table you go you do your work and we know they prepare exclusively for every game and games ahead and what they do once they put it to the players it's up to the players to go out there and implement that system and buy in and trust in the fact that this system and the way we want to play is going to win us hockey games ultimately in the end, and you can just see it. You can see that this team is very comfortable in, in, in the pressures of a game, very comfortable in close, tight games, and they're also a team that can score you, score on you in multiple ways. So those are the similarities for me, any good team. You know, you look at any good team in the National Hockey League, and that's really what you're going to focus on is the similarities of the identity of the team, um, how they come out each and every night, how they prepare each and every night. And let's not forget Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. Miko Koskinen had a tremendous stretch. When Mike Smith finally got healthy and really grabbed the reins, it might be the best stretch of his career. I haven't really crunched the numbers to look at that, but I would suggest that, that might be, this might be one of the best stretches of his entire National Hockey League career, the way he's playing right now. So you combine all of those elements and, and details, and uh, like I said before, it was necessary for the team to come together like this to, to get into the playoffs, number one, and seal home ice for the first round at least. Uh 
Louie, I got a couple stats for you, courtesy of Wood Guys. Since Jay Woodcroft took over, Edmonton is fourth in goal differential per game and fifth in even strength goal differential per game. We've mentioned the even strength goal differential per game. Guess which team you watch on a regular basis is number one in that category over the last basically three and a half months. Two and a half months, sorry. Guessing the Bruins? Guessing the Bruins. Yeah, they've, they've, and they've always been a good five-on-five team. You know, that's the other thing, too, and that, that's a great point by you and Wood Guy is, and I and essentially, you know, I think as we've seen down the stretch here, well, at least for Edmonton, that is, penalties seem to be at a premium. You know, they're just not calling the same number of penalties. The, the penalties aren't being drawn, and that could be two things. It's I don't want to just put that on officials. I think it's also teams are tightening up and playing harder and playing more disciplined. I really believe that. I think that teams down the stretch, the mental switch goes on that this is the way we have to play, and you just fight through checks more. You don't, you know, you're just not bothered by the little hooks and the little clips and the trips you just it's amazing how your your mental game just continues to elevate and you just start to really dial in and i also think teams are not taking as many penalties because it's against edmonton especially you you put them on the power play it's a potent power play yes it's been up and down all year long but the numbers don't lie this is a power play that can make you pay and make you pay in a hurry so uh, teams are playing more disciplined i do think there's been missed calls but there's missed calls all the time but yeah you know five on five is where it's at and i think any coach will tell you that's really what they concentrate on the majority of it is if we're a good five on five team and we can go out there and play uh even strength against the opposition and feel that we have the advantage in that regard i think that bodes well for any team um, at any time in the season especially in the postseason we're joined by louis debras from nhl hockey and rogers for gcl diesel bob stauffer with you live at rogers place the orders and the vancouver canucks tonight all right, Louie, a little bit of a change of focus. Darnell Nurse, obviously an incredibly yeah. critical player for the Oilers. Uh, great athlete. We'll see whether or not he's good to go uh, early next week when we start the playoff series against the Los Angeles Kings. It's funny, a little subtle trade for Brett Kulak's looking pretty good right now, isn't it? It is, yeah. And, you know, I'll just say this uh, disclaimer. This is not – this is completely my opinion. I have no inside information. No, I don't know ex- where Darnell Nurse is in his progression. I'd be really surprised not to see him in game one. That's just just because of the player and the person that he is. If he's at all able to go, he's going to go. I just You just know that about Darnell. So I think, obviously, it's a, it's a huge loss for them not having him in the lineup. But you're right. Guys have really stepped up. And I, I like what Duncan Key said this morning, too. Everyone just looks at it about minutes. You know, you th- and, and I was I was similar. I kind of chuckled when he said it because I, I had never really thought about it in that regard. But, you know, everybody has to up their game. You're going to play a little bit more minutes because you're taking up the minutes of your top minute man. But what he said was it's not just about the minutes. It's about your game and the way you're playing, how hard you are. Certain things and aspects of your game have to elevate. Your defensive game, your stick, your physicality, um, your awareness. So I really liked how he kind of broke it down more cerebral in the sense of – it's not just about playing more minutes. It's about playing more meaningful minutes, bringing more out of your game in its entirety, which, you know, spoken like a true veteran that's won three Stanley Cups, a couple gold medals. I mean, um, this guy's been around the block a few times. He's a grizzled veteran. And, you know, sometimes the, it just comes out so 
so naturally for him to say something like that. But I look at that and I just say, you know, that's just a great guy to have in the room. I just think that's a guy that, you know, you can sponge so much off of. And I always appreciated the veteran players on my team when I was a young player coming. I had the utmost respect for the Oilers in the room that had won Stanley Cups. And you could just tell they, they had learned these things by experience. There's only one way to learn it. And sometimes those are painful lessons. And uh, I think it's a real good uh, pickup, though, now when you look at it. Brett Kulak, there's been a lot of aspects of his game that uh, we've raved about. His skating ability, ability, number one. I know Jason Strebuck broke that down last night on the panel with you, Bob. And, you know, he is an excellent skater. But it's not just good enough to be an excellent skater. You can't just be in position. You have to have a good stick. And I think Dave Manson has done a wonderful job starting to work on that. You're seeing a more aggressive stick. You're seeing more aggressive closures. There's a confidence in their defensive game in that regard, and I think it's really paid off. But for Brett Kulak, uh, congrats to him. He's a hometown kid. can be very difficult coming back and playing in your hometown. He seems to have embraced that uh, pressure in the sense that he loves being around his family and closer, and uh, he stepped up in a big way in that number one position, if you want to call it the top pairing with CeCe, um, which has been needed to do, and I think it's kind of uh, alleviated the absence of Darnell Nurse a little bit in the sense that there was there was some panic there. When you see Darnell Nurse go down, how long is that injury going to be? That's a big loss, but uh, I think they're still obviously very much hopeful that he can get back in the playoffs. But good to see everybody, not just Brett Kulak, but the whole defense corps, anybody that's been in there has stepped up in a big way and played just a sounder, stronger game. Well, Bouchard and Keith are combined 22, plus 22 yeah. over the last seven games. Uh, for the stick. No, and you bring up a good point. I want to bring up Bouchard's stick, too, because he has that rangy reach, right? And, yeah. you know, the one knock on Bouchard, listen, he's a young urgency. player sometimes. It's the urgency. Exactly. It's just that, that tenacity, urgency. You can do it in a multitude of ways, though. The one thing I'm noticing with him, and this is something he's worked on a lot, too, and it's noticeable, he's leading with that stick. And he's got a great stick. He has an amazing stick. But he's very rangy when he extends. So if you're not the quickest of foot necessarily, and I'm not saying he's slow. He's He's adequate in his skating, but you can extend so far with that range with a stick, and especially when you're as tall as Evan Bouchard, he's starting to understand that that can just be a real deterrent. And the best defensemen are the most efficient defensemen. They really are. And that's, you know, you look around the league at the best defensemen, yes, they're they're skilled, they can skate, they have all of the talent, but it's the efficiency of motion and movement and defending that, that makes them the best defenseman in the league, and Victor Hedman's a guy that I watch all the time, and sometimes he looks like he's not even working that hard because he's in the right position, his stick is excellent, and he just has an awareness and understanding of what's going on on the ice. I mean, I go back to the great Nicholas Lidstrom, and I just, you know, it was a pleasure watching that guy play the game because he made it look so easy, but we all know it's not that easy. And, and congrats to Bevan Bouchard, having a terrific season, up over 40 points, yep. you know, finding that confidence, and the defensive side of the game leads to more offense, too. And again, I just think you know, he's sitting beside Duncan Keith for a lot of those games on the bench and bouncing things off him. Things are going to rub off. Should have been with him earlier in the year. Uh, back to Kulak, uh, UFA, uh, represented by Jerry Johansson out of Edmonton. I believe that maybe in an ideal situation, four years, two million in Montreal was kind of the range they might have been looking for. Uh, Beth, that's the best case scenario. I wonder whether or not uh, you might be able to get him a year less than the 175, but based on how he's played for Edmonton, he's added to his resume, no question about that. All right, quickly, Louie. Uh, so you sort of talked about that old grizzled veteran when you came to the Oilers. It made me think of the movie Colors. 
with uh, Robert Duvall. Yeah, and, Robert Duvall. Yep. And Sean Penn. There's an old bull and an old, a young bull at the top of a hill. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go so there. So yeah. who was yeah. the old bull that was teaching the young bull how to ride back in the day, Louis, when you came into uh, Edmonton with the orders? Wow. Would that have been Kelly Buckberger or Craig McTavish? Well, Kevin Lowe. I mean, Kevin, there was a lot of guys in that in that team still that had won multiple Stanley Cups. Craig McTavish, who was my centerman, Craig uh, um, was just a, a great leader, and I, you know, bounced a lot of things off of him. He wasn't afraid to give you the gears coming back to the bench if you were out of position. You know, a lot of times I think people, you know, don't realize the amount of that that goes on on a bench. You know, especially from an older player to a younger player. Sometimes you gotta, you know, give them a jolt and say, hey, you know, make sure you're in that position. Like, don't if you're gonna come down there you better come down hard and you know exchanging with a centerman as a winger he was big on that and I was big on that I didn't want to be stuck down low in the zone and be trying to you know um, defend against the top players and, and Mac T was really good at coming down at the right time and switching off on that but you just understand. I mean, you look at that team when I first came in, 91 into Edmonton. They won the Cup in 90. Uh, it was the 91-92 season that I came in. And, you know, there was still over half the guys on that team that had won Stanley Cup, at least one. So there was a ton of experience there and a ton of experience in winning. You know, and, you know, it's a learned thing how to win. You know, there's just it's it really is, and there's no there's a big reason why you see the same players over the course of their careers win multiple Stanley Cups, and a lot of times go to other teams and have success. Maybe not win, but certainly push that team to the next level because it's the understanding of how to prepare, it's the understanding of what it's going to take, and it's the understanding of what you have to commit to in order to win. And I just could sense that right away. You know, there was no question. Uh, we had a very close knit team. Kevin Kevin Lowe, Craig McTavish, Craig Muni, you know, was another guy that just, uh, you know, for me was just one of those solid foundational guys that just got the job done and played a mean game and hard, and you wanted him in those games with you because he was just a tough competitor. Mark Lamb, who I hung around a lot too, was a winner. You know, he was a guy that just understood, you know, what it took. As a smaller guy, he was a defenseman and junior. He played forward and pro. He played defenseman and pro. He just, whatever it took for him to do, he was going to do. Asatikin is a guy that was one of the best at just absolutely getting in your kitchen and making a sandwich at night. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, making you want to go stir-crazy trying to, trying to do anything against him because he knew how to push buttons a way that only a few people in the history of the game knew how to push buttons. But it was because he was an extremely talented player. It wasn't just that he was a pester, that he annoyed you, or he was physical and strong. He would bury you. If, he gave, if you gave him a chance, he was going to score a huge goal, as he did for the Oilers many times. So there was a ton of guys. You know what? And I, I never forgot that. That really stuck with me, Bob, throughout my career. And I talk about it a lot now because I was very fortunate. When I first came on board with Edmonton, I was one of only a couple of young guys. There wasn't a lot of turnover at the start. There was more, obviously, later on in my career with Edmonton when we got into yep. years three, four, and five when the older guys left. When I first got there, there was a point in time where I think I was the only rookie for a stretch of games. And uh, they treated me just like just just like anybody else. It was incredible. I was very welcomed with open arms, and that was another sign of a very strong team. Yeah. In my opinion, they were confident in what they brought to the table, and they knew that they were only as strong as their weakest link. So a young guy coming in, they embraced that young player, myself, and they brought you right into the mix. They brought you into the mix, and they tried to teach you the right way. Now, obviously, it was up to the players, myself, and anybody else that came into that environment 
to do your part, to make sure you're trying to improve and do your job, and, and, and that's where I let off. But th- that invitation was there, and uh, yeah, I have nothing, but even those were the dark years of the Oilers, trust me, I know I lived them. Um, I have nothing but great memories of my, of my first few years at Edmonton when I got there and how I was treated by the older players that were successful in this league, and I still today rely on that knowledge a lot, just the way I think about the game and the way I talk about the game. Louie, great stuff. Appreciate your time. See you down here tonight. All right, buddy. That is Louis DeRoss for GCL Diesel. It is currently 12.53 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout, come back with NHL today on Oilers Now. Oilers and the Canucks tonight uh, in one of 15 games in the NHL. It is currently 12.55 at Edmonton. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl will not play. Let's go to NHL today for Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local Branded merchandising specialist, Edmonton owned and operated. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back in the 630 Jet Studios, here's Brendan Escott. All right, 15 games around the league tonight. Uh, we know that uh, all the playoff teams have been set, but there's still some matchups to be settled, particularly out east. Is it going to be Toronto, Boston, Toronto, Tampa? Either one of those will be an interesting first round series. Panthers have won the President's Trophy, sewing up the uh, points percentage race over Colorado. Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta win the uh, Jennings Trophy for the fewest goals against, obviously Carolina's goaltending duo. Bakersfield concluding their season, uh, the regular season, tomorrow at home to Stockton and the Oil Kings. In a back-and-forth game last night, Bob did manage to pull out the victory and complete the sweep of Lethbridge in the first round of the WHL playoffs. Yeah, Lethbridge struggled to score until that final game. They ended up scoring just six goals in a four-game series, so 1.50 goals against average for Detroit first-rounder Sebastian Cosa. It is currently 12.57 in Edmonton. We'll tell you, we just had Louis DeBrusque on the show for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972, gcldiesel.com. We head into the orders now. Injury report for James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. I've talked about uh, Trent Brown being the uh, best athlete our U of A football program in the last 40 years. There was another guy drafted at a U of A that I saw last night that did not play football. Eddie Joseph saw him. Great guy, terrific basketball player. When Darn Horwood coached the uh, Golden Bears, it was old school. The practices were brutal. And invariably, Ed and a guy by the name of Brian Halsey, who uh, they came, one, Halsey came from, a, not Brian Hall, Brian Halsey, and not the Halsey, Brian Halsey, uh, they'd end up scrapping a couple times a year. It was awesome back in the day. It was great seeing Eddie and his buddies yesterday here at Rogers Place. Also pumped into Terry Lowen over at Kindred at JW Marriott. So it was great seeing him as well. All right, for the Oilers. Uh, no Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle, or Darnell Nurse. Nurse out with a lower body slash core issue. Uh, McDavid and Drysaddle are just being held out of the game. Vancouver will not have Horvat, who has a lower body injury. Uh, Tanner Pearson's out with an upper body injury. Hoglander uh, is out. Nils Hoglander with a groin injury. Uh, and Dr. Demko, we never did get an actual uh, definitive what the injury was, but he will not play for Vancouver. 12.58 in Edmonton. Sportsnet spec. Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta who tee it up this weekend to get her going uh, out at Century Mile on Saturday. Speck will join us at 105 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.